look at all of the managers that you've worked with and pick out the good from each of them. I believe in you. Proudly supported by RAH McDonald's. Hello and welcome to I Believe in You, the podcast about setting your goals and achieving your dreams. I'm your host, Lizelle Hartley, a business and personal mentor. And this season, we will be meeting seven incredible women who have turned their passion into their careers. There are not many people who can say they have stayed with the same company throughout their career. With people looking for promotions and pathways into management, we often see people leaving companies when those opportunities aren't available to them. For Annie Hill, her first job gave her the opportunity to pursue a career where she went from the entry rung all the way up to the top. So, what does she do now? I, with my husband Richard, own and operate seven McDonald's restaurants in the northeast corridor of Perth, and that goes from Morley out to Northam, across to Ellenbrook, um, throughout the Swan Valley. For those that are based in WA, it's a beautiful area. Uh, we love it there. I, of course, started as a fry chick at McDonald's at 14 years of age, worked up through the McDonald's management system. And in 1996, we took the big step of becoming the licensee of and opening up the Kalgoorlie franchise. Um, at the time, that was the fifth biggest opening of McDonald's in Australia. Um, it was new to a huge town of hungry miners, people would say, and it was just the most amazing experience. Um, certainly a very big eye-opener to go from a system that we felt we knew everything about to putting your life on the line, your money on the line, and 24-7 is now about that business. There is no, the buck stops with you and there's no escape. Um, so it was quite different from being a manager at that time. But we navigated our way through that. In 2006, we moved to Perth and have built up in that northeast corridor, as I was saying, to have the seven restaurants. What I do now, I guess I, I have played every role. I've had every hat in the restaurant, as I said, as a fried chicken at heart always will be. It's probably the one thing in McDonald's that hasn't changed. I can still jump on the fry station and know what to do. I absolutely can't get on a register. No idea how to use that. Um, <laughs> getting in the kitchen, I just get in the way and they tell me to get out. Um, so you'll find me in the dining room, wiping down some tables or on French fries. And I'm very comfortable. But um, clearly they don't need me to really do that so much these days. Um, so I had constantly had to reinvent what I do. And I'm still amazed that 30 years later, how much business changes, how much people change. And what we did 15 years ago is perhaps not relevant. And I have to keep changing with it. So my concentration now is trying to stay relevant and connecting with our people, with our customers, um, primarily with our team and saying, what's happening with you right now? 
what can we do to support you better? What are your pressures? And how can I mentor you understanding where you're at? So that that's a very interesting story because I don't think I've met anyone else that had only worked for one company so many years and be 50 plus now. And that is just absolutely amazing. But how many workers do you have all together now in all your teams? Yeah, 800 roughly. And, um, you know, that's the thing. It is a thing of the past. If you haven't met one yet, you're very unlikely to meet somebody who started in a job and has spent their entire career in that same employment as such. And that's where my challenge has become to making it relevant and keeping it exciting and exciting for me. And it does amaze me some days when when I am in a restaurant and I'm chatting to one of the brand new crew person who might not be performing at the speed and with the enthusiasm that I would like to see them have. And I say, hey, if I can still put a smile on my face after 30 years of wiping this table down, I'd like to see you do that too. Um, which I think is really part of my mentoring and part of my role in the restaurant is to bring some old-fashioned values and to talk to the guys about the basics of service. Unfortunately, I don't think our kids get to experience the service that we did 20 years ago. Um, And even at Macca's, you know, you're you're ordering on an iPhone now, you're using a kiosk, you're going through the drive-through. Our interactions as humans are changing all the time. And I truly believe that without human interaction, we can't develop in the same way. I personally can't learn from a textbook. And it's probably why I've succeeded in Macca's so well is because my Macca's journey had somebody standing next to me and showing me hands-on how to cook French fries, how to do a roster, how to counsel somebody who is not performing. All of that I just saw somebody else do and learnt. So that is the essence to me of mentoring and the essence of empowerment is to show and tell. I don't know if you know that, but you probably have the most important job now than through your whole career because years back it was all about the customer, the client. Now it's all about the staff because what we learn in this life, if the staff is happy, the customer is going to be happy. We in the past I 100% focus on the customer where that whole industry is busy changing. We focus now on the staff members so that they're happy and you anyway going to get then. You're 100%. happy. 100%. Yep. Our, our mottos are all revolved around our people and, you know, in, in our systems and our practices within the business, we're looking for the right people with the right systems given the right support. Mm. And that's essentially what my job is, is to find the support and the systems because we've got the people yes. and we've got amazing people. And given those things and the whole wellness and health industry, um, the catchphrase of mental health is so 
prevalent now and sexy, I think. You know, everyone wants to have a mental health plan and this and that. Do you know, it's just connections. It's just being real. It's talking. There's so much that we've thrown away and has caused this mental health pandemic, can I say, um, that we're living through during these COVID times. We, we need to connect. We need to be real with each other. And I, I've got a session tomorrow morning and I, I called this person this afternoon and, and said, I think you need some Annie love. And she agreed. And I said, so we're going to take the dogs for a walk tomorrow morning. What time suits you? Mm. And so she's meeting me tomorrow morning. We're taking the dogs for a walk and, you know, we're going to be outside. We're going to get some sunlight. We're going to have some physical stuff happening and we're going to be talking. You know, to me that covers your your act, commit, belong, all, all of those things for mental health. It's It's about people. And I'm somebody very much for when somebody gives you time, that's huge value. And what you do t- tomorrow is by giving somebody your time, by stopping your own life with the busyness and the list that we have to tick and work through and say, this time I give for you. So you get an opportunity to walk and you get an opportunity to talk and connect and have somebody trusting, um, giving opinions, not always what you want to hear, but just be there and let you think a little bit in a different direction. But then if we get back to your staff member, I'm one of those people, if you um, if you are a happy waiter, I buy two free cups of coffee and I ask you what else you got to sell to me because I invest in the people sometimes more, I invest in what they have to sell. And that's also why I'm very, very for local businesses and local products because I want to invest in people, not necessarily always in the product. Absolutely. Lizelle, would you like fries with that? (laughs) Of course, Um, Annie, there's your sales pitch coming um, in. (laughs) And the thing about us is, yeah, at an individual level, that person at the cashier these days probably can't um, grow our sales on a one-to-one transaction in the traditional way. But that experience, if they're doing their best, if they're happy, if they're loving it, then we'll become a place of choice. And even more predominantly for me, I want to give our guys the vision of what a period of, of training and time at McDonald's will give them. The life skills and the foundation Um, I heard someone recently talking about zero to seven is your family time and forming those relationships. Then seven to 14 is your mentoring time. And and then 14 to 21 goes on to being where you find yourself in that real world. So we're getting these guys predominantly at 14 to 21 and they're finding themselves and Mm. we want to be part of that journey and say, you can do anything. And here are some foundations that are going to help you achieve any goal in life. Um, And yes, I stayed with Maccas and became a licensee, but the core fundamental um, traits and values 
can go out into any industry, into any business or any pursuit. And that's what I really want our individual people to take away because I'm realistic to say most people are going to have a Macca's journey of two to five years. Um, I've got people in our organisation right now that opened up Kalgoorlie with us and have been with us for 25 years. Amazing. But that's not going to be the majority of them. Mm. So I also have this urgency and know that I've got to get as much in with the time that I have with these people and it's quite exciting. And then to go on and see what they do go on to do is even more amazing. Um, One of my favourite stories is a young um, female manager who has recently left us seven years and um, she's gone on to her full-time academic pursuit. Um, But she saved $180,000 for her house deposit in the seven years that she worked at Maccas. Well done. That is absolutely amazing. Isn't it? That is, that's an incredible story. The good thing, if I step one step back to the employees, they not just learn to, to save, but people is every day going to need a coffee. And I'm going to go back to the happy girl. So again, if the employees is happy, they bring your clients in. It's not your ads, it's not your promotions because I drove past three other coffee shops and I'm going to that girl that's over-friendly, that's very nice and that had actually sometimes start remembering my name. Absolutely. And again, fabulous stories come to mind of letters we've been sent to say, this girl made my day, you know, various things happen and I was looking forward to being able to have that morning coffee because I knew we were going to have that interaction. So it's great. Somebody's going to ask, how are you? Not just what do you want? Yes. And that's sometimes, and it's somebody that see you few other mornings as well. That is, that is, I love the stories and I always say these stories is what give you that we're not doing well as a business. We're doing well investing into people, which is the, the, the main thing that a business owner can be proud of. But as we all know, every business comes with challenges. Is there some challenges you can share with us? And also, what is the main challenge that you guys with 800 employees, seven McDonald's face right now? Um, employment, mm. <laughs> simply. Uh, right now, we... I believe have zero employment, um, unemployment, sorry. And employment is really the thing I'm focusing on and it's the longevity of keeping people employed in our industry. I don't think there's really much unemployment in WA right now. In my opinion, if you're not working, it's because you're choosing not to, other than disabilities. And so we want to be engaging people to work energetically and finding that spark in them. And when they don't know what it is, it's really hard. And as I said before, when they're not seeing it in other places and in their life, and COVID has you know, brought a lot of families down, there's a lot of difficulties, they're coming to work quite stressed, um, feeling emotional about a lot of different things. So I want to be able to fi- find that 
community within each and every one of our restaurants so that coming to work is actually a relief for them, that that's something they look forward to each day instead of it being the drag. And so that's something I'm focusing on. The The challenge in all of that is getting around to everyone. You know, I'd love to be able to divide myself up and, and reach everyone. It's always challenging. Um, This year we did go from four restaurants to seven restaurants. So our experience has been spread across the seven restaurants. Um, So we're busily building up from the ranks to give them the the training um, and the love. (laughs) It really does go to getting that love out there to to all the staff. So Is it a challenge for you to decide which one you pick to go and have your cup of coffee in the morning? Absolutely. (laughs) Um, And they're like children. So we've got two that are very close to my home now. And and the second one's only been open for a few months. And the first restaurant have complained that I don't go in and see them every day now because I'm I'm sharing it with the other restaurant. <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay, okay, sorry, I'll, I'll, I'll have two coffees now. <laughs> you can only drink so many coffees. <laughs> <laughs> so employment is definitely business challenge that they, is there any personal challenge that you have experienced over the last few years or even in the middle of it now? Yeah, um, it's staying relevant and adapting to what the business needs. It's finding my place because um, we have, Richard and I have forever replaced ourselves. You know, we have done every single job along the way and then you get bigger and expand and so you train somebody to do that job. And if you keep going in and continuing to do it, you just get in the way. You know, this is the whole essence Mm -hmm. of empowerment. I can't empower somebody and then go in and want to do their job for them. And it's really hard to let go. You've got to let them do it, let them make the mistakes, come in and pick them up when it's gone a bit wrong or a bit hard. and support them through that journey, knowing that they're not going to do it the same as you. And that's probably been a really great learning because their way quite often is better than how I did it anyway. <laughs> so, you know, they. and this is what I say to the guys is, um, you know, look at all of the managers that you've worked with and pick out the good from each of them and then develop your own style so that you become who you want to work for, you know, who you want to work with. And that's the the essence of mentoring, of empowering, is to let them grow and do it their way. And it's hard in Maccas because I tell you, we have a system for everything. We have a way and any, any listener out there who's worked at Maccas and there's tons of you will know Uh, the good old SOC, it's a station observation checklist and there was a way that you put your uniform on, you know, and you had to wear your uniform like this, you had to cook those french fries like that, you've got to take the order like this. You know, there is a Macca's way of doing it. And so to then move on to leadership and be 
working with these guys in the leadership role and saying, well, there's no set way of doing this anymore. You've got to create your own way. You've got to make your own planner that works for you. Here's how I've done it, but that may not work. So it's a whole new way of me now engaging with the guys because you really just want to say, I'll just shut up and do it this way because it's, you know, it works. But it doesn't. Yeah. And it's a new generation. Yeah. They think different. They do things different. But on that note where you say sometimes the way they do it is better, I've got this typical story when I have a guest house and I have a manager. So we always have a five star, never not a five star. And then the one day there's a four and a half star and I was totally think, what went wrong? How how can we have? It's a big thing to suddenly have a four and a half star. When I go and look back into it, it was the weekend I was on duty. (laughs) Not even my manager. And that's where I learned a big lesson to say, even if you set the rules and you, I've done everything perfect that weekend and I only could get a four and a half star but that is typically back to that sometimes your five star or your way of doing it is not necessarily the client's five star yeah so your way of doing it might be the four and a half star but that was a big big lesson for me to learn at that state so any have you have any mentors through your life that had a big impact on you to help you and support you and grow you through your journey? So many. Um, I think uh, I didn't know it at the time, of course, and that's the whole thing about mentoring as well. And uh, we didn't have a fancy name for it. and Nobody knew what empowerment was and all of that. I just had mates that told me off or... Um, you know, showed me a better way or uh, were honest with me. And that's what really it comes down to, I think, is that they tell you the truth. And if you listen, then you improve. And I really, I, I appreciate those that were strong enough. And even now, I learn so much from Um, our employees who will come and talk to me and tell me these things because that's how we get better and it's the only way to get better is to be open to change and listen and really listen to what they're saying and it's hard sometimes to tell people about the changes that need to be made or things you think they should do differently so uh, I look back on those people that loved me enough to help me in those ways and are so grateful. I I have a motto to say it takes a tribe and I refer to that with my own family, bringing up the children, um, with our business, with every aspect of our life. It, It takes community. It takes other people to help you grow because you actually only know what you know. If you start listening to other people that's when you grow. In a big organisation like this, you obviously give a lot, give out all the time. Where do you get your little bit of empowerment along the line? How, what do you do? Is there hobbies? Is there um, things that you do that get that energy back so that you can go? Because as I know you and see you, you are just a bowl of energy. Where does that energy come from? Yeah, and 
it's interesting when that energy is not there and probably the only one that sees that is Richard, my husband, and it's a bit sad for him because he, he gets the worst of me and he often says, everybody else gets the best of you. I want some of that too. And because you do, you're not always excited and enthusiastic and all of that. You have to take the downtime as well. And I choose, I guess, when my downtimes are. And at one point, I felt that that was being fake. And I had a bit of an identity crisis of who is the real Annie because you know you can't just be all laughter and smiles and happy and then go home and cry in the bedroom it's not that extreme but you do have to have times that you do nothing that you are quiet Um, I love nothing more than to be in my garden and just sit nothing going on my dogs come out and harass me and they they're always playing and having fun so that's part of my enjoyment um but being actually simply quiet listening to the birds um watching the bees Uh, again richard laughs and says to people that i go out and talk to my flowers and well i guess i kind of do and the thing about the garden is it changes every day No two days are the same and it's like a little surprise as I go down there and I feel the garden is very much like what I do in life. You plant seeds, you nurture them, but you don't know what's going to come up. Things die in the garden (laughs) and I rip them out and throw them away. Um, But then something comes up that you weren't expecting and your people, your staff, the surroundings that I live in are very similar because you don't know the ones that are going to necessarily grow from what you put out. And I'm so often surprised by people and and that's been an awesome learning and something really fun about the journey is to get the unexpected. Mm -hmm. Those people that and there's so many stories of them. There's a lawyer in Perth right now, and we should get her on this program one day because um, I said she'd never make it as a Macca's chick. And she became a manager and she's awesome and she did her education and she's an amazing lawyer in Perth. Um, and you just don't know. Yes. And so I think no judgment is a really interesting thing. Um Going back to the the actual question too, though, was so my downtime, very much my garden um, and my dogs, not so much my children. Um, My children are amazing and they're part of my adventure and my journey, but they're so exhausting. They're party (laughs) animals. So, you know, I, I try to keep up with them and they're part of my fun life but they're definitely not part of my zen. <laughs> so it's definitely your time for yourself and your garden. Yes. And I've been in your garden. It's an absolutely amazing, beautiful garden. So I can see that you do spend a lot of time there. So you do take a lot of downtime. And a lot of our business owners forget that. They forget to stop and take that downtime. So all they do every day is give, give, give and try to build this business. And there's so much value in it to understand I have to stop. 
I have to recharge. I have to have something in life what falls me up so that I can go out there and build my business and give out to others around me. And again, the size of your garden means that you spend a lot of time in yeah. that garden. So I want to encourage to every business owner that listen to us that they need to find something where they have that downtime. And be proud of it and share it with your team. Um, our general manager has a classic quote of saying, we have to save Annie from Annie. So he knows if I'm in there too much or I've got too much going on and all of these things, he'll say, Annie, go smell the roses. You know, get out of here. You don't need to do this. Um, so it's in, it goes back to that empowerment and being honest with your people and sharing what makes you tick and what you need to be at your best. You know, don't be that fake person. Don't have that identity crisis that you're pretending to always be up or always being something else. Understand that that's just part of your day is spent being like that and other parts of your day or your journey or your week are spent in another way and both are authentic. Both are okay. Yes, and sometimes don't wait for them to send you to go and smell the roses, but <laughs> say to them, I need to go and smell my roses now. Because we yeah. all are just human beings and they going to actually appreciate it and respect it so much more because what you show your team is what they're going to do because they're going to have the, the guts then and they're going to be able to say Annie I need to go and smell my roses now and you're going to say take two days off absolutely so there's so much more into that so Annie you have decided with RHA group to come on board and sponsor this podcast for us. What was the reason behind it? What was it that really um, inspired you to do that? Well, actually, listening to, to your other series of podcasts, um, I just went, wow, I want to be involved in this. And when I learned that the theme of this series is empowerment, that just talk to me in a whole new level. And um, I've actually had the pleasure to listen to some of your, your guests and I'm really loving the common links that are coming out between all of us. And um, I'm feeling better about myself, hearing that everybody has self-doubt and you know has elements of some days being confident and other days not. And what we're all really looking for is meaningful connections. Um, the other elements that have come out that I feel throughout all of your podcasts is, is the gratitude. And I'm very, very grateful for where I'm at. And it's my way of giving back to say I'd like to sponsor this. I want to be part of this. And it's fun. Let's face it, if it's not fun, <laughs> I'm not in. You know, we're at that, I'm at that stage. I, I drive around in a combi that says, be kind, be happy, because you can. Yes. So I've got to live up to that. <laughs> if you can leave us today with your favourite phrase, what will that be? When it comes to business, I talk to my team and simply said, expect excellence and you'll develop awesomeness. 
If you would like to know more about Annie and McDonald's RAH Group, you can find their details in the episode description. Next episode, we will be talking to someone who helps businesses and professionals build a following online. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, I believe in you. Thank you for listening to the I Believe in You podcast. If you're interested in being coached by Lizelle, we have a number of solutions available for you, no matter where you are in the world. You can find all the details for these and how to get in touch in this episode's description. This podcast is proudly sponsored by RAH McDonald's. It's more than Maccas, it's developing personal excellence for life. I Believe in You is produced by Bad Bard Productions.